Jeff's Saturday Morning Outdoors, featuring Ultimate Bass with Kent Brown. The greatest place to learn about going into the outdoors. One of the best, Kent Brown, showed us how to get it done. California Sportsman with Sepp Hendrickson. I listen to you every week. Just love your show. Always an inspiration. Always makes me want to go out and go fishing. It's three hours of the best in outdoor entertainment. Informative. It's informative. I learned a lot of stuff. They're entertaining and they're real informative. Seth Saturday Morning Outdoors. And it starts now. Now. It's time for Ultimate Bass, your all-bass fishing radio show. We'll take you fishing across the country and across the street in pursuit of America's favorite game fish. Ultimate Bass puts you in the boat with the world's best bass anglers and tournament pros. And now, here's the host of Ultimate Bass, tournament pro Kent Brown. Hey guys, it's September the 10th, Saturday morning. You know what? I could, uh, I could just go into complete panic mode as soon as I, uh, as soon as I said it was September the 10th, but I did remember it's my anniversary. Don't worry, guys. I, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, this could be terrible if you're in the studio and go, oh my God, that sounds familiar. I wonder why that date's in my mind. Oh, yeah. I remembered. Happy anniversary, hon. Uh, okay. Got that out of the way. See, now I have proof. And uh, if I, if I forget the rest of the day, I'm good. I, I'm, I'm, I'm cool. I'm teaching young Nate things in the, uh, in the other room. Oh man, so much happening. I'm telling you right now, the smoke in the valley is uh, kind of kicking all of our butts right now. It's uh, it's nasty here in Northern California. Huge, uh, huge fire. As many of you know, burning uh, kind of up above Folsom Lake in the uh, middle fork of the American River, Canyon, Forest Hill, uh, Cool Auburn, uh, Georgetown, all that area up there. So uh, our thoughts go out to... Uh, to all of those folks and, uh, and, uh, man, those, uh, those first responders, those firefighters that have been out there battling it in, in 110 degree heat, uh, all week long. Just, uh, man, our, uh, our, uh, our, our hearts go out to, uh, to everyone up there, but, uh, but those firefighters have, uh, have just, uh, man, I, I tell you what, if you, if you haven't led a real pure life and, uh, and, and, you know, you might be going the other direction. It's been good practice around here this week. 116 degrees. Uh, I actually went fishing on Folsom Wednesday night for the last Wednesday night, uh, oh, Wednesday night derby they do out there. Uh, I actually went fishing. I was a hundred and like nine, uh, 110, 109, something like that Wednesday. It was crazy. But anyway, um, we caught a few, so that was fun, but, um, it was, uh, it was hot here in the valley, but it's cooling off. We're uh, we're getting ready for the Wild West Bass Trail coming next week to the California Delta out of Big Break Marina, and uh, that one's going to be uh, the final event, the Western Division or the uh, Northern Division. I get all those divisions messed up. The Northern Division uh, Pro Am, so uh, that one's going to be cool. Bo Jodry takes the lead and the points going into that final event, and uh, I'm sure the toughest thing on all of those guys this weekend is. Not being able to get out there and go fishing. Yeah, it's off limits. So, uh, you know, everybody who signed up as a pro or a co. And if you have not been on the water, uh, there's probably still some room. Uh, you know, as long as you haven't been on the water since, uh, last Monday, I guess it was, uh, there's still some room. I think you can get signed up, uh, as a co or a pro, uh, to fish that. It'll be a big field and, uh, should be a great event down on the California Delta. Uh, to wrap it up, man, see who makes it on to, uh, the championship. Uh, a little bit later this year, uh, at Lake Shasta to fish for a fully rigged boat. So that'll be cool. And, and, uh, talked to Randy McBride yesterday and they're all, uh, they're all excited, man. They're getting ready, uh, for, uh, 2023. Um, I guess everybody's getting ready for 2023, man. I've talked to the, 
International Sportsman Expo folks uh, this week. I've talked, uh, hung out with Mark Blanton. So we talked a little bit about the ISE show in January already. Uh, man, it seems like we just put the wraps on the ISE show, but, uh, but that part's all cool. I'm so excited today. Um, big show for us, man. I mean, we, uh, uh, we're getting the, uh, the title champ, Major League Fishing title champ, Spencer Sheffield is going to join us. Spencer has never been on the show. Uh, I want to thank my buddy KJ, Kevin Johnson for hooking me up with Spencer, but, uh, uh, Spencer's going to, uh, going to be hanging out with us, man. Won the title in, uh, $205,000 and, uh, pretty cool to, to get him on. Uh, yeah, the last name might sound familiar. Ron Sheffield, longtime, um, Bassmaster and, and, uh, FLW pro, uh, was his father. So, uh, pretty cool to not, uh, have not uh, had Spencer on, but looking forward to, uh, to having him on today and, Kind of hanging out. He's headed west. He's coming out to Lake Mojave for the One Bass uh, U.S. Open. Yeah, I did say Lake Mojave. If you're big fans of the U.S. Open, no, this is the 40th U.S. Open uh, coming down the pike in uh, October, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but due to all the low water conditions at Lake Mead, it has been moved over to Lake Mojave. Talked to Bill Egan this week as well, uh, and Bill said that uh, they're, they're looking about 200 boats in the field right now. So that's pretty cool. Uh, going to be a going to be a huge huge field on Mojave. Uh, we'll just see if the fish or the wind come out to play, uh, at Lake Mojave, uh, in October. So that was going to be fun. And, and, you know, I, I, uh, just wanted to do something cool for the 40th, uh, anniversary of the U.S. Open. It's been such a, a history making event, um, in the West. You know, if, <clears throat> you know, for a lot of you guys, you're, you're used to these, uh, these big entry fees and, and big paybacks. If you're, you know, if you haven't been doing the silly game for 40 years, uh, like a few of us have. And, uh, but that tournament, when it came out at Lake Mead, the very first time, the one that Greg Hines won, uh, it was, it was unheard of a thousand dollar entry fee, uh, when Greg won that. And, uh, and, and, you know, Tauber followed up the year behind that. Richie Tauber, uh, won, uh, the second U.S. Open. But, you know, we just go down that line. It was, a, it was a thousand dollar entry fee and it paid fifty thousand dollars to first place in the eighties. And, uh, and it had everybody from uh, across the country coming out to fish for, you know, uh, $50,000 first place prize and a hundred grand. It was the biggest payback, uh, bass fishing had ever seen, uh, in a, you know, in a single event. So, um, <clears throat> it's grown and, and the list of, of winners over the years, you know, I mean, you, you, we talk about Greg Hines and Richie Tauber and those, those first few winners, um, that won the open. And, and, but then you go down, you know, guys like Kevin Wiggins, who, uh, who, you know, from down in the, uh, uh, Central Valley area. I think Kevin might actually be, uh, he's from the Central Valley. I think he's over at, in the Lake Mead area now, but, um, you know, guys like that that have won the open, but you go down, uh, you know, Pat Donahoe, uh, Gary Dobbins, you know, some of those guys that, uh, that was a big thing in their career was to get a U.S. Open title. And then the multiple winners, you know, Byron Velvet, John Murray, Clifford Perch, and this guy that we get to hang out with today, um, Mike Folkstad. Yeah, we get to hang out with Mikey. Uh, three-time U.S. Open champion, uh, Bass Fishing Hall of Fame member, Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame member. Um, so pretty cool that uh, one of my heroes, man, and talk about one of the guys that pioneered um, bass fishing in the West. I mean, if you if you're if you if you read about the history of tournament fishing in the West, um, I don't think there was a tournament that uh, that went by in the West that Mike wasn't part of or fishing. And uh, you know, gosh, such a long list of wins and Angler of the Year titles and uh, and, and, you know, some of the cool stuff that he's done in his career, Mikey, uh, and, and Mikey, because we are very good friends, but Mike is, uh, Mike is uh, coming back. He's coming to Mojave 
And uh, I, I talked to him this week, and the last time he was at Lake Mojave was a one-bass tournament. And he said it was about 15 years ago, I think he said. But he won uh, at Lake Mojave. So he's uh, he's looking forward to it. 82 years old. Uh, 81, 82, something like that. Um, but Mike's coming back to fish the U.S. Open for uh, for one more year. But before he gets the Open, he's going to go down and fish the, uh, fish the uh, was it, I think it's uh, American Bass or one of them, at Havasu for like five days. So he's going on a long run. But, uh, yeah, so cool to get to hang out with Mike and uh, such a, a longtime friend, one of my heroes, and uh, and one of the guys that, uh, that literally paved the roads of Western bass fishing for so many years and had such an influence on uh, on all of us. And, and, uh, and, and probably the influence on some of you, maybe you've never even met Mike, but you know what? You've used a, a folks dad special robo worm, I'm sure. Um, so yeah, just cool to get, uh, to get Mike on and, uh, get to talk a little bit about that. Hey, speaking of, uh, of legends, we don't want to remind everybody, uh, Monday, 11 a.m. Russo's Marina will be the memorial service for D Thomas. And, uh, D's family has put that together with Chuck Russo and the crew, uh, on Monday down at, uh, down at, uh, at Russo starting at 11 o'clock. And I think there's going to be, um, I was told there's some pulled pork sandwich that D loved. So they're having that there and, uh, there's just going to be some great fishing stories and, and uh, a lot of friends of D's coming together. Uh, so thanks to Chuck Russo and the crew, obviously, uh, Chuck and Amber down at, uh, at Russo's Marina for putting all of that together for, uh, for each and every one of us. So that's, uh, that's cool. I get, to, uh, I unfortunately will will miss that event and uh, and uh, wish I could make it, but uh, headed to Springfield actually headed to uh, Springfield, Missouri, bright and early Monday morning. So it should be fun. Get to get to spend an evening uh, at Wonders of Wildlife and the Bass Fisher Hall of Fame and uh, you know all that cool stuff. So uh, get to uh, <clears throat> get to go back there and and uh, sit through some meetings for a few days. So it should be fun. But uh, looking forward to uh, looking forward to getting back to Springfield. It's uh, it's always cool when you get to. To go back uh, in the Ozarks. Hey, the Bass Pro Tour is on the water, the final event of the year. Uh, and it's a stressful one, man. They're at Mille Lacs, uh, and it is, uh, it is big and round and rough, and the wind blows a lot. And, uh, the guys have been talking about how crazy it's going to be, uh, back there. But, uh, this is, man, this is a pressure cooker for a lot of them. Uh, a lot of anglers right on the cut for Redcrest, uh, trying to get into that championship, uh, later or earlier next year. Uh, a lot of the anglers, um, vying for angler of the year trying to get through that jacob wheeler's got a pretty substantial lead uh going into this final event obviously uh jacob's had a had a great year but uh, that was going to be a fun one to kind of keep an eye on but man, a lot of the anglers are uh are on the bubble they're uh they're trying to make red crest and then there's a group of anglers that are also trying to uh stay on the bass pro tour uh this is the year that some of the anglers will uh will unqualify uh, due to their finishes. I think it's a three year average. They've got a way, they've got something that they're doing there, but, uh, it's going to be interesting. We'll be, uh, curious to see if there'll be any anglers, uh, that will, uh, that will, uh, move off of the, uh, <clears throat> off of the Bass Pro Tour. And, uh, and, you know, some rumors of some anglers may be trying to go back to the opens. Next year, the opens have changed a little bit with bass. Uh, you know, this year you could qualify, um, for the elite series through each of the different regions. Um, you know, Western or not Western because God knows they wouldn't come West. Uh, the centrals, the, uh, the southerns, the northerns and, uh, <clears throat> next year you're going to have to fish them all. You got to fish all 12, uh, or nine, all nine, um, bass opens to qualify through the opens for the elite series, but uh, still do the winning you're in. Um, so that one will, uh, will be fun. I don't know how many of you are fans and, and probably a lot of you, um, do bass university and, uh, follow along with bass university. The, 
the uh, the awesome uh, online stuff that uh, uh, that uh, that Ike and uh, and and the guys do. But uh, uh, you know, the professor Pete Glusick sitting in third uh, right now. If you follow along with the uh, the Bassmaster Opens in the final day, uh, no surprise, Chesapeake Bay up in Maryland, and uh, and I think Pete is a Maryland kind of guy. Uh, but, uh, Chris Boudry in first, Trey Swindle. Uh, yeah, I recognize that last name. That's, uh, that's G-Man's nephew. Uh, Trey Swindle in second. Glusick, the, the professor in third. So the final day. So, uh, that one's going to be kind of cool to watch. Want to see Pete, uh, want to see Pete, uh, get through that one or, uh, or Trey Swindle. That'd be a pretty emotional one, uh, obviously for the Swindle clan too. Uh, would, uh, you know, if they, any of those guys win, they're going to automatically qualify <clears throat> to move on to the Bassmaster Classic. So that one will be, uh, will be kind of cool. We'll give them to kind of check uh, online uh, a little bit later today at Bassmaster.com. So, hey, we've got Spencer Sheffield on hold. We're going to be hanging out with the title champ. How cool is that? But before we do that, we got to congratulate Bailey. Well, Bailey did all the work, okay? So, uh, Bailey and Bryant Smith for uh, Jensen Dean Smith was born uh, yesterday. So, uh, congratulations to uh, to my buddy Bryant and, uh, the little train wreck is here. So how cool is that? But, uh, uh, congratulations to, uh, to Bryant and Bailey and, uh, can't wait to meet him guys. So stick around. Ultimate Bass with Kent Brown. We'll be right back. You know that Strike King makes a whole line of sexy crankbaits and some of the best spinner baits you can tie on, all with KVD's name and picture on them. But did you know they make tungsten punching weights and drop shot weights? Slither rigs, hack attack flipping jigs from former angler of the year Greg Hackney, deep water football jigs, top water frogs, and the rage tail line of plastics, weightless baits like the Ocho and tubes, trailers and chunks. Check out the full line of Strike King baits online at StrikeKing.com and see for yourself all the fish-catching stuff you didn't know Strike King made and your buddies weren't going to tell you about. Lorenz is the leader in marine electronics, design and manufacturing. And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology and light years ahead of the competition. Lorenz offers a comprehensive range of products for your every need, from entry-level fish locators to the most sophisticated Sophisticated marine electronics on the market today. They're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program. The new live series with active imaging and three-in-one sonar combines Lorance chirp with side scan and down scan imaging, allowing anglers to quickly search fish holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lorance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lowrance.com. Lowrance is the perfect locator for you. Looking to increase your bass fishing knowledge and keep up to date with everything going on in the bass fishing world? Then WesternBass.com is your online source that will keep you in the middle of the fishing action, not just a forum. WesternBass.com offers an online magazine complete with fish catching tips in every article, video, photo, and special prices from advertisers every week. WesternBass.com hosts a free classified section to help you move that boat or extra tackle or find a fishing treasure. Tournament pages that notify you of upcoming tournaments and recent results. You may already be a fan of WesternBass.com and we invite you to explore all the links. We are sure you'll find some great bass fishing information you may have been missing. WesternBass.com, the largest bass fishing website in the West. 
boaters. Remember to have your boat inspected and to display a current Lake County Mussel sticker as proof of screening before launching on Clear Lake. Quagga and zebra mussels can spread unseen in water, on weeds, or on your boat and trailer. Always clean, drain, and dry your boat. Get more information about invasive mussel prevention and boat inspection at nomussels.com. This message is brought to you by the Lake County Watershed Protection District with funding from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. It's time for our weekly Clear Lake Doc Talk Report. Brought to you exclusively by Canocti Vista Casino. Just two hours from Sacramento or San Francisco. Canocti Vista Casino is your Clear Lake fishing headquarters. With the largest marina on the lake, 90 powered boat slips, 80 hotel rooms overlooking the lake, affordable bass angler rates all year, free launch ramp, wireless internet, and for you RV owners, there's a 74-space park right next to the casino. Launch your boat, put it in a free-powered slip, and enjoy the night action in the casino offering the newest in slots and table games and the steakhouse and bar and now it's time for doc talk hey guys it is time for doc talk and just a quick reminder if you're headed up to clear lake uh launching's getting a little hinky up there right now it's uh it's low and uh and obviously all this uh all this warm weather probably didn't uh didn't help the matters uh up there too much we get a lot of evaporation in clear lake as well uh, this time of year, but, uh, just had a couple of friends up there that wanted to remind everybody, uh, that if you're launching, especially at Fifth Street, where everybody is trying to get in up there, um, painted on the docks is, uh, is a red line. And, uh, and that is the end that, uh, signals the end of the launch ramp. So the water's so dirty. Obviously you can't see it up there, but, uh, there's red lines painted on the docks and uh, a few folks starting to, uh, uh, go in a little too aggressively and, uh, and dropping off the backside of that ramp and then it gets ugly. Then you gotta hook trucks or tow trucks and all that fun stuff up to uh, get your trailer back out. You don't want to do that. So, um, uh, gotta be careful there. Still launching down in the Oaks. Um, four wheel drive, uh, is recommended, uh, for the gravel beach down there as well. So, um, just if you're headed up to Clear Lake, planning on doing a little fall fishing up there, uh, still pretty low guys. And, uh, and we need to do a rain dance, obviously here in California, but, um, we want to make sure that, uh, that you know, if you're launching at, uh, any of those ramps, uh, Watch for, uh, watch for those lines that are painted on the docks. They've gone in and painted those so that you know where the end of the ramp is. And if you head into town, make sure to stop and visit one of our, uh, you know, three or four local tackle stores that uh, are up at Clear Lake and stock up, uh, spend a little money with those folks. It's, uh, it's going to be a long winter for them and uh, we need to get some water uh, in Clear Lake. So if you're headed up to Clear Lake, stock up, even if you don't need it for Clear Lake that day, you're hanging on the pegboard when you get home, but, uh, but get, uh, get up there and, uh, and, and, and help those dealers out. Uh, up at Clear Lake, you guys know where they are and who they are and a great bunch of, uh, great bunch of supporters for all of us, uh, when we're at the best bass lake in the country. Bassmaster Magazine rated Clear Lake as one of the top 10 bass lakes in the country. You can enjoy great fishing and stay right on the lake at Canocti Vista Casino. With everything you need to make your stay enjoyable, all you have to worry about is catching fish. Whether you're fishing a major tournament, club derby, or just a weekend away, make Clear Lake and Canocti Vista Casino your next bass fishing destination. For information and reservations, check out canocti-vista-casino.com. Boaters, remember to have your boat inspected and to display a current Lake County mussel sticker as proof of screening before launching on Clear Lake. Quagga and zebra mussels can spread unseen in water, on weeds, or on your boat and trailer. Please clean, drain, and dry your boat. 
Get more information about invasive muscle prevention and boat inspection at nomuscles.com. This message is brought to you by the Lake County Watershed Protection District with funding from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. And now back to Ultimate Bass with Kent Brown. Hey guys, I'm excited. <clears throat> Get an opportunity to, uh, to hang out with this guy. I was a fan of his dad's for many years, uh, as he fished through the, uh, the Bassmaster and, uh, and, uh, FLW tours. And I gotta move the phone. I can't reach the darn thing over there to press the phone line. Uh, but, uh, his dad, Ron Sheffield, and, uh, so cool to, uh, uh, finally get, uh, this guy on, uh, the Ultimate Bass Radio Show. He's, uh, he's the champ. Uh, the, the, uh, tackle warehouse title champ, uh, from the St. Lawrence River just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we want to welcome Spencer Sheffield all the way from Arkansas. Spencer, man, I, I don't know why we've taken this long to get you on the show. Good morning. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you having me on. It's pretty cool. Uh, it's, uh, it's awesome. I want to thank, uh, Kevin Johnson for hooking us up. I, uh, I saw uh, actually on social media that he had uh, responded to some stuff that you had put up and I'm like, Hey, wait a minute. I, do you know Spencer? And he's like, Oh yeah, really well. I'm like, cool. Hook me up. I want to, uh, want to get him on the show and, and, uh, and talk, you want to talk the title and, uh, and, uh, and then, uh, and then the fact that you're, uh, you're hooking up and headed west coming to the U.S. Open, man. Yeah, no, that's pretty cool. You know, I've never made a cast west of Oklahoma and not really not west of Arkansas. I think further western lake, further western lake I fished is Grand Lake and that's in Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> Tulsa, so yeah. I'm, I'm excited to come out there and, uh, well, you must have the, you must have the same map that the folks at Bassmaster have and think that the Grand Lake is West. (laughs) I guess guess so. You know, I mean, it's just, we, we always go just, you know, North. I'll say that, you know, I fished Minnesota and and South Dakota, but still, I mean, that's, that's more Northern is what I consider that. That's, you know, I guess you could say West of Oklahoma, but, uh, yeah, you know, we just always stay over here kind of central, eastern part of the United States, I guess. And, uh, well, so I'm for, excited to come out there and see what the West is all about. For years, we've told everybody that the Ultimate Bass Radio Show was the, was the, uh, was the only all bass fishing radio show in the West, which was west of Oklahoma. So, uh, so we're on the same pattern here. Uh, you know, we're in the, we're in the <laughs> same deal. So how about desert lakes, man? Have you, are you studying up on Mojave? No, I watched some YouTube videos on it, you know, probably four or five one afternoon, and uh, it looks like a really, really cool place in clear water, and it looks like it's chock full of brown bass. So that I'm excited about, you know. I mean, uh, yeah, I've never been out west, but, you know, the bass out there don't know that that's where they're at. They don't have a map, yeah. No, they they don't have a clue if they're in South Carolina or or Nevada. So well, I can put uh, you I can put you on hold for the rest of the show when we're done because I got Mike Folkstad coming up, and uh, you know Mike's a three time U.S. Open champ, and and uh, he was the guy that dominated Mojave for so many years. And our and honestly, our tournament circuits kind of veered away from Mojave about the past ten years. I haven't seen a lot of events there at all. They they'd go to Lake Mead, they'd go to Lake Havasu, but they kind of veer away from Mojave. Um, so I think everyone's excited to kind of see what happens, uh, at, uh, at Mojave here in, in October. Yeah, it's a very interesting looking place. I can't wait to get out there. I mean, I'm, I, I know a lot of them guys out West is where, you know, the glides and, and big swim baits and stuff like that was born. But not only that, just the, the pureness of finesse fishing. I mean, yeah. a lot of the guys I learned finesse fishing from were from the West coast, uh, Justin Kerr. 
Tim Klinger. I mean, a lot of them guys, Gabe Boulevard. I mean, I drew all them guys when I fished as a co-angler. And uh, it was it was really cool to, to spend, even Kevin at uh, Johnson at, yeah. at Lake Hartwell bed fishing. I drew him there. Uh, it was just cool to, to get to experience that with some guys from over there. And, and they go about things a little different. But <clears> Well, you, know, you, drew, you was, drew two of the guys that everybody calls the favorites going into – into that event with, uh, with Justin Kerr and, uh, and Tammy Klinger. I mean, they're definitely guys, uh, uh, have their name circled, uh, to, to be the ones to beat when they get to Mojave for sure. Yeah. So, you know, it'd be nice to just see them guys again. Heck, I haven't seen them in probably 15 years. Uh, it's funny. The very first tournament I ever won as a co-angler, I drew Justin Kerr on the very last day. And, uh, we happened to be going down a bank. We were on Teleco and Loud, you know, in Tennessee. And uh-huh. I saw about a three and a half pounder on a bed and he was fishing down this bank. And, and he, there was one just past it about a two and a half to a three pounder and he was fishing for it. Well, he never saw this other one that was bigger. And it was up under kind of this overhanging tree in the, in the shade. And, and I never said a word and I pitched at that fish like four or five times and went to, and, and I mean, she was about to bite and I knew if I caught the fish, I was going to probably win the tournament as a co-angler. And he never saw it and he went to kick trouble on how to go. And I was like, Justin, I was like, dude, there's a three and a half pounder out here under this tree. And I said, I've already had her to like mouth on it three or four times. I said, I'm telling you, she's going to bite the next pitch. I said, if I catch her, I think I'm going to win. And he could have easily just turned around and pitched in there and caught her himself. Yeah. But he let me actually pitch back in on that fish two more times, and I caught her, and I did end up winning. And that kind of really just helped me to get to the front of the boat even. I mean, man, that was a $25,000 check to win the co-angler, the, uh, co-angler event. Yeah. <clears throat> so I've always been really appreciative for him doing that. I mean, you know, them guys are real stand-up guys. And just I enjoyed every minute I ever got to spend been on the water with one of them west coast anglers oh that's awesome man and they, they are they are totally stand-up guys i've known justin <clears throat> since he was uh running around as aaron's co-angler out here so yeah long 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 time ago well you know let's talk a little bit about the title uh you know i mean for so many years that that event was called the force wood cup and and it still carries as big a weight as uh as it did then and uh you know a new name for it but uh uh, the tackle warehouse title, pretty cool, $205,000. My only question is, is did you buy Dakota Eber a steak at least since you, you know, I mean, 12 ounces, you, you, a 12 ounce steak wouldn't even be a very big steak, but 12 ounces, you, uh, uh, you had 150,000, $155,000 more. So, uh, yeah, boy, that was a tight one. Yeah. No, I, I talked to him, you know, I, actually, I, I talked to him, called him the other day and talked to him for probably 30 minutes or a few days ago. We're, we're good buddies. You know, I've stayed at his place down there at Rayburn when we go and have tour events down there. And I, I just like Dakota so much. He's, he's just really a good dude. And, and he's probably the best fisherman out there that has yet to win left. Yeah. Uh, we said that the other day that Dakota is probably the best fisherman on the tour that's left. That hasn't won, and and it's coming. I mean, he's going to win. It's it's no no doubt about that. It's just a matter of when, and and uh, so I'm excited for that day to come for him. You know, with, until you win, it's like you're not excited. I guess in a sense to see somebody that hasn't won yet win because you feel like I haven't won yet. I want to win, but now that I finally got that win, it's like now I'm ready to see all the other guys that haven't won yet to win. You know, I mean. It, it, 
it's just one of them things you're you're starving for it so bad and then when you finally get it it's such a sigh of relief and and just it takes so much weight off off your shoulders i mean right. that that's what it, it did for me anyways like, well you know i mean skeet, I'm ready to do it again skeet reese told that has told that same story for many years that that he said until he won he didn't know how to win and he yeah. said you know after he won that first big event uh you know it kind of turned him around and and you know he kind of realized hey wait a minute i you know i i think i can do this and and uh, and and it's such a big confidence builder as well for you um and i think that's probably the one thing a lot of anglers and and you you know you've come through the ranks uh, you know i mean you're you're a pretty successful story uh you know traveling with your dad when he was fishing and coming through uh, obviously having a great instructor and being surrounded by great anglers your whole life but uh, but coming through those co-angler ranks like you did and, 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 you know, stepping to the pointy end and now, uh, the title champ. I mean, it's, it's kind of how the marketing folks at all the tournament circuits, uh, make it read like you're supposed to do. You know, I mean, go through the co-angler, get a boat, be a pro, win the title. So you kind of did all those. Yeah. I mean, it, they've got it on the, on the MLF side. They've got a really good system for getting to that point. They really do starting with the BFLs, Toyota series and being able to qualify for the pro circuit and then ultimately the Bass Pro Tour. Uh, so it is a good system. You know, I mean, it, it took me a long time to get to that point. Uh, it, it's just, it's, it's a big mountain to climb. And it's very rocky, but you can do it. I mean, you know, it's one of them deals like anything in life. If you set your mind to it and, and you're determined to get it, you can do it. And, I mean, that's all it was for me. I mean, hell or high water, I was determined I was going to I was going to make it to where I've gotten. And uh, my main goal this year going into it was qualifying for the Bass Pro Tour. And, and I accomplished that. And then to finish out the season winning the title, I couldn't be more static. I mean, yeah. it's been a very blessed year for me. Uh, there's no complaints here, but I'm super excited about next year because that I just like that. That's more my style, my format, and uh, that Bass Pro Tour. And, and I want to be able to fish twice as many tournaments. You know, the, you've twice as many tournaments, twice as many chances to win. And uh, so that's another thing that I'm really excited about, too. And I might be mistaken, but didn't you qualify to fish a couple of the Bass Pro Tour events where when they were doing the, you know, the fish two events and they brought a few guys from the, the tour? Didn't you qualify to fish a couple of those events? I did last year. I fished two yeah. of them. I fished uh, one on Rayburn and I fished one on Harris Chain and loved both of those events. So you've got a little taste of, you've got a little taste of, of, you know, how, how it's different, but obviously how that game's played. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, I had a good tournament in both of those. I finished 11th in both of them and, uh, neither one of them are like big time number lakes in my opinion. Um, but, I just, I, I did, and, and I can't wait to get back out there because it was such a fun format, and being able to know what everybody's got at all times throughout the day, that that's what I really liked as well. I mean, I knew what every guy that I was fishing against in my group had at all times, and, and it just it, it helped you to really be able to make moves and determine what your next move needed to be. Either, you know, you know I'm doing okay or I'm sucking. You know, you've got yeah, exactly. you can go either way. <laughs> Yeah, and, and and it can be a good thing and a bad thing because a lot of times out there in tournaments, I don't catch them very well the first half of the day, and and I let it develop. Um, that Bass Pro Tour format tends to rush you along a lot quicker, yeah. and uh, 
you know. But fishing those two events, or I fished three events in that format out there on the tour. The title in 2020 was under that format, too. Right. Um, it really helped me in a sense, too, because it helped me to be able to progress in my day's movements a lot quicker uh, and be able to establish when when to go and when not to go, you know, and things like that. So it, it, was, a, it was a very cool experience to get to fish with those, and I'm ready to have a whole season next year doing that. Yeah, you're going to be on the road a lot. Guys, we're talking to uh, Major League Fishing Pro, uh, and the, the title champ, Spencer Sheffield, uh, this morning, hanging out with him. And, and, uh, it's, uh, it's going to be busy, man. If you, uh, if you're going to fish back on the, on the pro circuit and then, uh, and then step onto the Bass Pro Tour next year as well, it's going to be, uh, a lot of fun to watch and, and, uh, pretty cool to, uh, to see you do that. Hey, I've got to ask you, cause a lot of, uh, you know, we, we've done some, some really cool shows out here where we've had, uh, the second generation anglers on, you know, and, and, uh, we've got some of those anglers out here in the West. Uh, you know, Robert Lee's son, I know you remember Robert fish the Bassmaster events for many years and, uh, you know, his son Hayden and, you know, there's so many of the young kids whose dad fished, obviously Bub Tosh, uh, a bunch of those guys whose dads fished, but, um, you know, there are a lot of folks out there who were fans of your dad, Ron Shuffield for many years and, and, uh, what's he doing and, uh, and, and is he still coaching you? No, uh, my dad, oh, I still talk to him all the time, see him all the time. He actually came over yesterday for just a little bit, but he actually does, has not owned a boat since the day he quit. And, uh, wow. he only gets to go, he only goes fishing when I go around here at the house and he gets a chance and we usually just crappie fish. He might, he might go fishing five times a year now, uh, he he works with my brother. My brother builds houses, you know, owns his own construction company, has for 20 years. And so my dad helps him doing that now. And then in the afternoons when he gets done doing that, he goes and mows yards. I mean, that's that's what he does. And in the wintertime, he does, he cuts and sells a lot of firewood. So he uh, he kind of did life a little backwards, I guess. Uh, <laughs> he, he, he lived a retired life for 30 years and then quit fishing and went to work. And so went to work, yeah. He, yeah, but... It's, uh, you know, it, we have a lot of time, a good time when we're on the water. We had a lot of good times back in the day, too. I, I miss getting to spend, you know, weeks at a time on the water with my dad for sure. But, uh, I, I learned a lot from him, no doubt. And, uh, I, I'll never forget those days. We don't, we don't get to spend them on the water like we used to just because he stays so busy and I stay gone so much. But, when we do, it's a, it's a good time. We had a we have a lot of fun. Ah, that's awesome, man. That's cool and and uh, and great stories. Well, Spencer, I appreciate you hanging out with us uh, on a Saturday morning, and not going to be the last time for sure. And uh, appreciate you calling in, and wish you the best of luck at uh, at Mojave. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. I can't wait to get there. Hey, where can uh, the listeners follow along? Where can they kind of kind of go across the country with you? Well, Instagram is my biggest platform, probably Instagram and TikTok, really, but Instagram mainly, and that's uh, Sheffield Fishing, and uh, my Facebook, Spencer Sheffield Fishing, TikTok, Spencer Sheffield Fishing. I'm I'm uh, very current on both of those. I mean, I, I keep up or keep everybody up to date on where I'm at and what I'm doing and and where we're going next on all those platforms. So uh, if they want to follow along, that'd be the place to go and. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody up there at Mojave. I'm uh, I'm expecting a good event up there. So. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be fun. Spencer Sheffield, guys, stick around. We uh, we've got the legend coming, Mike Folkstad, Hall of Famer, is going to be hanging out with us. He's going to give us some Mojave tips too. Stick around, guys.
Ultimate Bass with Kent Brown. We'll be right back. Not bad. Boaters, remember to have your boat inspected and to display a current Lake County Muscle sticker as proof of screening before launching on Clear Lake. Quagga and zebra mussels can spread unseen in water, on weeds, or on your boat and trailer. Always clean, drain, and dry your boat. Get more information about invasive mussel prevention and boat inspection at nomussels.com. This message is brought to you by the Lake County Watershed Protection District with funding from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Still building legends, one at a time. Ranger Boats and Gone Fish and Marine invite you to take a closer look at the entire line of Ranger Boats. Explore the waters in one of the new RT series of aluminum boats or take the helm of one of the newly redesigned Deep V aluminum series. Of course, all the top pros are chasing their next limit of bass from one of Ranger's legendary models, ranging in size from the new Z175 to the Ranger Cup Z521 Comanche. And families, don't forget the ever-popular Rieta series of fish and ski fiberglass boats or the all-new Rieta pontoon line gone fish and marine in dixon online at gfmarine.com or build your dream rig at rangerboats.com are you looking for something different than what every other angler is using on your favorite lake are you into 100 all american handmade wooden swim baits crankbaits lipless baits wake and walk the dog baits do you like using big baits and catching big fish if so, then check out the Ketchup Carol Bait Company's line of custom handmade baits at ketchupcarolbaits.com or at Tackle Warehouse. Wondering if these baits really work? Check out Rich's YouTube videos and watch what his baits do on Spring Lake in Santa Rosa, where all his testing is done. I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose baits, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hey, Randy Pringle and the crew are ready for you guys. He's got $20,000 for the winner already for the 2022 TOC. Coming uh, to the Delta, Russo's Marina, October 8th and 9th uh, for the Best Bass Tournament's TOC. If you didn't qualify this year because you didn't fish enough, well, get ready because he's going to have the 2023 schedule out here real soon. Uh, so make sure you're uh, watching bestbasstournaments.com and uh, make sure uh, you're all registered. And if you've got the letter, uh, you let Randy know that you're coming to the TOC October 8th and 9th for the Best Bass Tournaments. And now back to Ultimate Bass with Kent Brown. Hey, guys, we're back. And, uh, man, you know, it's uh, it's always fun when you get to hang out with one of your heroes, and especially when one of your heroes becomes one of your friends. And uh, this guy... Man, he paved, uh, he paved a lot of roads for Western bass fishing for so many years. A Hall of Famer, three time U.S. Open champion. And I thought if we're going to have, uh, a show doing, you know, if we're going to have a U.S. Open champ on every week before the, the Open, nobody better than my old buddy Mike folks dad. Good morning, Mikey. Hey, Kent. How are you? Good, man. It's early for you. Did you, did you go ahead and hook the boat up anyway? You going fishing? I'm thinking about it. I think I'll do that. I think I'll go over to Diamond Valley. You're up already. I, you got to watch out. I heard there's a big fire burning a hemet now too, huh? Well, we had some rain from the um, the hurricane. tornado or so yeah. forth. Come hurricane, come on over. Yeah, and uh, I guess it kind of helped the fire. I guess it's kind of under control now. Oh, good deal, good deal. Diamond, you know, I got to fish Diamond for the first time ever uh, earlier this spring. I actually went out there with Rick Grover and uh and fished it and uh pretty interesting lake you know it's a i think it's the first first time i ever fished a lake that didn't have a river coming into it somewhere yeah there's no river two dams <laughs> one at each end yeah they just, <laughs> but, they just plugged but up a big valley really uh 
it has a low population of fish, but a lot of big fish. Yeah. You know, you can have some real big days there. Yeah, place is pretty cool and uh definitely uh definitely a finesse anglers uh deal. Man, when we were we were talking about the open and I said uh I wanted to do a, a you know a different US Open champion uh you know each week leading up to the open and uh, have him on the show and and uh I couldn't wait to call you and see if I could get you on man and uh three US Open titles and now you're going to you're going to come back and take one more swing at them uh at the open at Mojave and and I remember growing up man if a bass tournament was going to Lake Mojave uh they all knew when they went there they had to beat Mike Folkstad well, <laughs> yeah, that was the old days. <laughs> well, it was, was the, the old, old days. <laughs> you're absolutely right. It yeah. was the old days, you know. So, uh, I had, yeah, I had a pretty good career. But yeah. the first tournament was uh, odd. My very first Western Bass tournament, where one bass was called Western Bass, yeah, yeah. was at Lake Mojave, and I come in sixth place, I think. Yeah. So Harvey Naslin was the director. And our, that, that was the end of that season. I just fished the one tournament. No, I'm sorry, not the end. That was, I fished that one tournament. Yeah. Then the last tournament was at Clear Lake. And Harvey and you won. called me and called me. Yeah, and he told me, Mike, you got to go because you make the tournament of champions. I said, no, no, no. He said, it's your lake. It's a jig lake. Come on, come on. I finally told my dad, well, I'm not going deer hunting this year. I'm going to go fish at Clear Lake. Yeah. And lo and behold, I go there, win the tournament, catch 42 pounds. I set the record that held for quite a few years for, uh, you know, total weight and had big fish each day. I just couldn't do nothing wrong. It was back, crazy. In backside of Rattlesnake I, Island? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, for years I was told this is where folks had won. And, uh, and one of my. That's where I put. Yeah. I caught three fourths of my fish there. Yeah. So what, still one of my favorites. Guy. Bass Alley. Yeah. Yeah. That's Bass so cool. Alley. That's so cool. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and I mean, you, uh, you, you know, they, there's still old timers talking about that tournament that, that will, that will bring that event up, uh, all these years mm-hmm. later. And what, what, what was, when was that? That had to be mid seventies. 1974. Yeah. And it was, we had heavy winds and I remember coming in, I'm in a, a ranger bass boat, and I'm coming in. There's monarchs over on the shore. They can't get in. It was really rough water the very first day. Yeah. And the second day, it calmed down a little bit. But <laughs> And Harvey Naslin, he said if anybody caught, I think it was more than 40 pounds of fish, he would eat a carp. <laughs> and so the awards, they had cooked a carp for him. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Oh, Unbelievable! That's, that's great old. That's great old memories, and and uh, you know we talked about the the opens and talked about um you know talked about when Greg won the very first uh, U.S. Open and and how that tournament kind of that kind of raised the bar because you guys weren't really used to paying thousand dollar entry fees, but you also weren't used to fishing for fifty grand either. Oh no, that was the big one. That yeah. was our biggest tournament, fifty grand. And I think it was bigger than any BASS or anything at that time. Yeah. Rich Schultz is the one that started that. Yeah, absolutely. And it took off, and, you know, a lot of guys from back east come out. And we used to have to fish four days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How uh, did you do in the first one? Do you remember? Um, 
I, I know I got a check. That's all that matters. But I didn't get on to the bite. The spook was the bite, and I did not get on to it till the last day. Don Doty come in second. Greg was first. Yeah. And Don was a real good friend of mine. And on the last day, he gave me a spook. I'd never, I didn't even know what a spook was. Right. Told me about it, and I went out and got a huge bag. Those fish were just crazy. Yeah, Don didn't know what a spook was either until Greg told him, but you know, that's a, that's a little bit of history there too. But, uh, but yeah, that, you know, and, and we, we talk so, you know, every bass fisherman, Mike has a, a Zara spook and now a super spook and a spook junior and, you know, a, a, a repo man and all other baits, a vixens and, uh, but, but Greg really put that bait, uh, it wasn't a new bait. It was a retired bait. It was in grandpa's right. tackle box, you know, so he right. really brought that, that bait back to life for sure. Oh, absolutely. It was crazy though. Yeah. For a couple of years, those fish just hadn't seen that, you know, and they, <laughs> it was so good. And it just, you know, petered out like all our good baits, they slow right. down after the fish get used to them. Right. No, no, exactly. So. I, and, and dude, you, you've had the fountain of life throughout the, throughout your career. Uh, you, you've ran, you, you know, back and forth fishing the South fishing here, uh, going back uh, for a few years and fishing BASS and traveling across the country. Um, tell the listeners, man, how old are you going to be when you go to the open this year? I'm going to be 81. 81. Yeah. I'll be 82 in May. Yeah, the problem, folks, is folks. I'm getting old. I'm old. The I'm problem old. is, folks, dad still looks like he's fifty. Okay, so don't let no, that no, don't no, let no, him no. kid you. <laughs> no, you just seen the old pictures. I'm aging. <laughs> I'm getting older. Well, it's uh, it's so cool that uh, that you're going back and and uh, being inducted into the One Bass Hall of Fame as well. So that's kind of cool that uh, that they've done a, a Hall of Fame, and obviously they uh, uh, they couldn't have picked a better guy to put into to another Hall of Fame for you. I mean. Uh, there's, uh, there's multiple hall of fames that you're in. Well, I'll tell you a, a little funny story cause D's passed away. Yes. And, uh, you know, he was the greatest shallow water fisherman of all time. Yeah. Flipper. And so when he kind of quit fishing and I would be fishing at the Delta, say back about 10 years ago or so, right. he'd always be there and I'd weigh in my bag and come over and we would banter back and forth a little bit and he'd say i'm telling everybody you're going to win this tournament you know and that's kind of what he'd say <laughs> and so then the next day i come in up there and uh, i told him i said i got inducted into the freshwater fishing hall of fame and he says well i got inducted into the freshwater fishing hall of fame then i said well i'm in the bass fishing hall of fame he says i'm in the bass fishing hall of fame <laughs> he says and i'm and he says and i'm in the left coast Bass Fishing Hall of Fame. And I says, I'm in the Left Coast Bass Fishing Hall of Fame. Yeah. Then he says, I'm the flipping king. <laughs> I said, I'm the deep water specialist. And we would laugh. <laughs> this, this is our deal. And we would laugh about this. Oh, that's great. So now, now I can say, I can look up at him and say, D, I'm in the one bass bass fishing hall of fame. Well, finally gotcha. found the hall of fame he wasn't in. Well, gotcha. I. And, I know, gotcha, dude. <laughs> and when, when they put me into the, into the California Outdoor Hall of Fame up here, Mike, they, uh, de called me right after they did that. And there's only three bass fishermen in it. And I don't know why you're not in it. You need to be, but, uh, the, it's, it's myself and D and Skeet. 
And uh, and D called me oh, up. Cool. And he, Congratulations! Yeah, I didn't even know that was several years ago. But D called me up when they inducted me, and he said, he said, "Hey, bud, heard they put you in that Hall of Fame." He said, "I guess." He said, "I got they got me. They, they got you and Reese. Now they must be going down the list." And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a typical D Thomas, you know, you gotta you you gotta love that. So, hey man, let's talk a little bit about uh, let's talk a little bit about finesse fishing and and the evolution. I mean, you've seen it go. You know, you, you were, you were a, a student of the game and that whole finesse thing. You, you know, you understood electronics long before live sonar and long before these kids were doing what they were doing. Uh, you taught Gary Klein how to run sonar. And, uh, I, as a kid, the very first bass tournament I ever went to, uh, as a spectator, I was in high school, uh, was, uh, was Lake Oroville when you, uh, when you got in the truck with Iavino and said, okay, explain this doodling thing with me and went out and won. Uh, you were really a student of that whole finesse game, weren't you? Yeah, I just, uh, kind of went together with, you know, structure fishing, yeah. deep offshore stuff, basically, you know, ledges, humps and so forth. Right. What's the, and, what's uh, the deepest you've ever caught a bass? I caught a, at, at Lake Mead, I would guess somewhere around 80 feet. Yeah, yeah. And it was like reading, reeling up a log. Eyes <laughs> bulged out, bladder up, no fight. Right. And I caught it on a mud sucker. Oh, that's, that's even better. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't doodling. I yeah. wasn't doodling. Yeah, I wasn't doodling. on a mud sucker. Yeah, that is, that is awesome. And I'm sure you remember that tournament you won at, at Oroville as well. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was a, that was a super cool, uh, uh, super cool tournament. I remember it, you know, like it was yesterday and we were on the docks up there watching, uh, watching the weigh-ins and stuff. So it was, it was pretty cool, man. I, I wish you the best of luck. You told me you're going to, to have a suit before you're going to Mojave. So you're going to run about what, about 10 or 12 days straight fishing. Yeah. That's what it is. It's going to be kind of hard on me. Yeah, it sounds I'm fishing like the it. national bass, national bass uh, champion tournament. Yeah, and uh, so um, yeah, I think I'll take a couple of days off <laughs> and rest before get a, get a little nap. Yeah, I'm going to have to. I'm sure. Wow, well, that's, that's good. a long. That's a lot for me. I don't. I haven't fished like that for eight years. Right. So right. I don't know how I'll hold up. I hope I hold up. My wife don't want me to do it. Really? Yeah. That's, that's a lot on you, man. It's cool. But, uh, I know the open is going to be a fun, a fun tournament for you and, and, uh, just to get back and see everybody. But, uh, I don't think it's going to take long for, for the, the competitive side of Mike Folkstad to come back, uh, you know, for a three day event there at, uh, at Mojave. And, you know, heck, if the wind blows, you might get a day off at Mojave too. Oh, that's true. That is a windy lake. Yeah. So you yeah, have to. They kind of have to prepare for that, don't you? You're going to have to fish like it might not be a three-day tournament. Well, that or nowhere to fish if it's windy and they let us go. Right. You know, because some of your areas could be blown out, you know. So, yeah, yeah that comes into play. It does at Lake Mead, too, when we had the open there. You have to think about the wind and how to get home from if you're up in Overton or up in Pierce Ferry area. So is uh, so, is Folkstad special your favorite robo worm or uh, or did they just put your name on that? No, the story about that was that worm I used at Mojave when I got sixth in my first tournament. Yeah, I used it in the U.S. Opens, and it was a hand poured worm by a friend of mine. Uh-huh. And then when I won the 
U.S. Open with it. Angler's Choice was a company, and they yeah. poured that worm, copied it, and that, that become the folks that special. Yeah, Larry. And then from there, now Robo Worm. Yeah, Larry. Larry Wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, that was. And, uh, then Robo Worm took it over, and they poured it. And it's actually one of the best colors on our desert lakes. So you you've Overall. already you've already called old Mike Brakebill and got a few uh, extra bags sent in for uh, for Mojave already. <laughs> yeah, I got them. Don't worry, I always have them. <laughs> so give me your give me your top three robo worms. Color-wise. Aaron's magic. Yeah, Aaron's magic, and then uh, ox. Well, Aaron's magic with uh, red flake, right? And oxblood light with red flake, and. Of course, the folks that special. Yeah. Sometimes M and M three I like. Yeah, I, and, I think uh, that I think that the bottom of Clear Lake's probably purple and brown from all the M and M three worms that have been thrown up there <laughs> on the bottom of that yeah. lake. So, but yeah, and, and it works everywhere. But it definitely works uh, up at Clear Lake for sure. So it's a yeah. it's a good color up there. But it's it's so good to talk to you. It's so good to have you on the show. Uh, again and, and get to hang out with you and, and, uh, I hope to be down at the open for, uh, for a day or so and, and, uh, can't wait to see you, buddy. It's, it's just cool to, the, to know you're going to get back down there and fish it. Guys, if you're listening, if you're a young angler, this guy, this guy was at every event in the history of the of fishing in the West, man. I mean, he's, he's been there. He's done it. He paved the roads, um, and, and won the whole time why he was doing it. So it's, uh, uh, you are one of my heroes, buddy. And, and you are a Western legend for sure. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it, you know, when they start talking about D and they talk about the guys in the West, you're, you're at that, you're, you are at that pinnacle, uh, for what you did for Western fishing. Yeah. Thank you, Kent. That's so kind. Yeah. It's, uh, it's super cool to, to, to see you out there at 81, uh, getting ready to beat up all these young guys. Are you running live sonar yet? Are you, have you, have you got into all that? You know, I got, I got active target. Yeah. But I'm having trouble with it. I'm not, <laughs> I'm still learning. I've only caught two fish on it. Might I suggest yeah. you go get with Kyle Grover and figure that thing out? Okay. He'll help you. Well, Kyle won't say too much. I'll talk to him a little bit. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah. Well, he's like the old Mike folks dad. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Mikey, appreciate it, buddy. Wish you the best of luck at the open. Three time U.S. Open champ, Hall of Famer Mike folks dad. Uh, you know, you're up. You might as well go fishing today, buddy. Okay. Thanks, Kent. You got it. Always fun when we get to catch up with, uh, with one of our heroes, Mike folks dad. Uh, follow along when Mike fishes the open here coming up in October at Lake Mojave. Ultimate Bass with Kent Brown. We'll be right back. You know that Strike King makes a whole line of sexy crankbaits and some of the best spinner baits you can tie on, all with KVD's name and picture on them. But did you know they make tungsten punching weights and drop shot weights? Slither rigs, hack attack flipping jigs from former angler of the year Greg Hackney, deep water football jigs, top water frogs, and the rage tail line of plastics, weightless baits like the Ocho and tubes, trailers and chunks. Check out the full line of Strike King baits online at StrikeKing.com and see for yourself all the fish-catching stuff you didn't know Strike King made and your buddies weren't going to tell you about. 
Are you spending another weekend watching Zona? Van Dam and the Major League Fishing Pros swinging fish after fishing in their nitro boats? It's time to let Gone Fishing Marine and Dixon move you off the couch and onto the front deck of your very own nitro or tracker bass boat. Gone Fishing Marine carries a full line of mercury-powered tracker aluminum and nitro fiberglass boats. And their award-winning service department will keep you on the water. Check out gfmarine.com or just bring your trailer hitch down this weekend. Gone Fishing Marine. 1880 North Lincoln and Dixon is your authorized tracker, nitro, Tahoe, and sun tracker dealer. Boaters, remember to have your boat inspected and to display a current Lake County mussel sticker as proof of screening before launching on Clear Lake. Quagga and zebra mussels can spread unseen in water, on weeds, or on your boat and trailer. Always clean, drain, and dry your boat. Get more information about invasive mussel prevention and boat inspection at nomussels.com. This message is brought to you by the Lake County Watershed Protection District with funding from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hey, have you gone to BassAnglerMag.com and subscribed yet? We tell you all the time that you need to be a subscriber to Bass Angler Magazine. Mark Lassane and the crew do such a great job putting together all the latest information, all the newest technology, electronics, boats, tackle rods, reels, everything. So make sure you're a subscriber to Bass Angler Magazine. It comes four times a year for about 20 bucks. If you use the code radio in the uh, special offers column there, uh, they'll send it right to your mailbox or you can get a digital version. So make sure you're a subscriber. It's going to help you catch more fish. BassAnglerMag.com. What's up, Big Daddy? Todd Woods, FLW Coaster Pro, checking in. If you're looking for a review of your insurance from bass boat to business, look no further than Ben Green Insurance Agency. Ben is a friend of mine and takes quality care of all my insurance needs. Give him a call. The number is 626-290-0888. Or check him out on the web at www.bengreenins.com. That's Ben Green Insurance, 626-290-0888. Ben Green Insurance. Don't miss a single show. Ultimate Bass is now broadcasting live streaming audio at saps.com and ultimatebassradio.com. And all the shows are archived there and at westernbass.com as well. Now you can listen to new or past shows on the Internet or download them to your iPod or MP3 player for listening whenever and wherever you want. Listen to us live on the Internet anywhere in the world with our new high-definition digital sound. Ultimate Bass, Saturday mornings from 5 to 6. Now there's no reason to miss a single show. Hey, I'm so excited to get an opportunity to put some miles on the new 2022 Thompson's Toyota Tundra. Uh, I will tell you, we're seeing 20, 21, 21 and a half on the highway. Uh, you Tundra owners know just how important that is. And, uh, it's a, it's a great new truck with a 389 horsepower twin turbo V6. Uh, awesome new, uh, new cab and, and just a great truck. Plus, you have Toyota bonus bucks out there to win if you uh, if you catch them. So get out there and check out the all-new 2022 Tundra. Give the folks at Thompson's Toyota a call or stop by 14040 Road in Placerville at thompsonstoyota.com. There's nothing more peaceful than fishing. Just me, my pole, and some bait. Oh, and my life jacket, of course. I like fish, but I don't want to end up at the bottom of the water with them. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. I less than 30 when pushing the button late, but, uh, hey, I want to remind everybody about the service for D. Thomas, uh, coming up Monday, 
uh, at Russo's Marina at 11 a.m. So make sure you guys are there and uh, and uh, give him our best. Catch one for him. Thanks to Folkstad and Spencer Shuffield. Pretty cool show. You better catch us on the archives. We'll see you guys on the water. <laughs>